Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, is it reasonable to take a week off work just to play GTA 6? So on Twitter, a back and forth between a, a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend was posted and a lot of people had opinions about it. And when I read it to you, you understand why it somewhat relates to me. So Rebic, the woman in this situation says, almost 22 years of age, speaking of her boyfriend. His name being George. Do you not think it looks like a film? It looks proper real. You're not wasting a week of annual leave on that. You don't get it. Ha ha ha. It's going to be phenomenal. No, I really am. I would take the Friday it comes out and then the following week. The following week? Crying emoji. Yeah, 10 days total. <laughs> you don't get it. I spent thousands of hours on GTA 5 over the years. Maybe 10k plus. And she, of course, responds, listen to yourself. Wasting 10 days of leave on a video game? Where there's GTA 6? Get real! We actually get to see his response to her posting this. Be a different story when you don't hear from me for weeks on end. And she says, sounds delightful. Of course, he was speaking about the GTA 6 trailer and how impressed he was with it, planning on taking 10 days holiday just to play it. She was obviously very dismissive of the idea. And so people on Twitter were up in arms. If your partner doesn't let you be excited about your interests, bin them. If they publicly shame you for your interests, bin them. If my partner shamed me for annual leave for Dragon Age, I'd bin them. I hope George enjoys his 10 days off in 2025 playing GTA 6 in peace. I'll be real with you. I don't think she was like trying to savage him or something. It seemed like a, a fairly playful interaction between a, a couple to me. Sure, she was a little bit dismissive of it, but I know it'd be like, I know you, you heard someone was taking 10 days off to do gardening or something. She, she seemed to be joking around. She was just, I guess, lightly ribbing him. Like, I'm sure she would just, she's fine with George just being happy or whatever, but it's, it, I know you, you could interpret it as being a bit more dismissive if you really want to. It, that she was willing to post this to Twitter and his response wasn't, how dare you do this to me? This is awful. He was just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. They, they just seem to be having fun, you know? I think just people took it a little bit more serious than they should. With that being said, I totally understand taking 10 days off to play GTA 6. I mean, depending upon your circumstances, but you only get so many GTA games in a lifetime. You can take 10 days off every 10 or so years to play the one that comes out, you know? I see it as her just playing. My wife laughs when I book time off for a game, but it doesn't bother her type of thing. Yeah, that's how I saw it as well. I mean, she may not get it, but I don't think she's like, how dare you take 10 days off for a video game? It's more like, are oh, you silly guy with your video games? Like, you'd be surprised if a couple had the exact same interests and, and that the, the relationship can do fine, you know? She's clearly doing nothing to prevent him from doing this. That'd be a complete different discussion. If she was like, you cannot take 10 days off for, for this video game. It's just a video game. Yeah, but that was not the case. Is it possible to stop content thievery? So I got sent a video by this creator, Bucks. You may have seen him. He makes Omega content. I thought Omega, were, Omega was shutting down. Isn't, isn't that happening? There's alternatives like Ohm TV. I'm not sure what he's doing with himself, but regardless, he had some big things here. 10 million views, 8 million views in shorts. He's got 1.3 million subscribers, but that's, you know, shorts subscribers. So how significant they are, I'm not sure. But he's had some big things pop off here. And he released a video, got 32,000 views, again, showcasing that having a lot of subscribers that come from shorts doesn't necessarily mean that your long form videos are gonna get views. The video is titled, I actually can't believe this, they stole my content. And the premise of this video is what you might expect. He has made successful shorts and someone else, this account he says, uh, Yusuf UG, basically takes the footage that doesn't involve Buck. So the Omega footage, and recreates the interaction, but with him replacing Buck. So he makes the same joke using half of the footage that Buck has gone to the effort to find on Omegle. Like he might spend like, what, hours and hours trying jokes or, or, or trying interactions that he finds the perfect piece to 
make this joke and then put it on shorts or TikTok or whatever. And this guy doesn't have to go through all that effort. He can just swoop in, take the end result and recreate it for obviously heaps and heaps of engagement. And Buck in his video kind of breaks down how big the numbers are that this guy has gotten. And it is, again, just another form of what we talk about often, how content aggregation is far easier than making anything yourself. If you can swoop in at the end and take the end product, the amount of effort you need to put in to make that product is obviously substantially less. It is very similar to how there are a lot of people out there who watch my facts and glitches videos and just take the best ones, recreate the footage and release it to YouTube. And there's nothing I can do about that. Like I don't own GT5, I don't own the facts, I don't own the glitches, but it does always feel sus or seedy that I'm a way that a, a, a host of people are skipping over any of the work in, in finding and making these things themselves. Although to be fair, these days, Well records a lot of the footage for me, so. But at least I, I guess I'm paying for it and I am, of course, editing all that stuff myself. And like, I'm, I'm creatively involved to a significant degree, but it isn't like the old days where I would read all the Discord myself and then record all the footage myself and then edit it all myself. I'm involved significantly, but uh, at least I, I've got well help me now, so it's not as overwhelming. Regardless though, very similar situations where obviously it, doing that whole process of going through hundreds of submissions to find the raw amazing stuff and then spending all the time recording, figuring out how different things work, especially when it's not always the case that the viewers themselves who are submitting things know, and, and then recording all that footage and then making stuff out of it. it. Takes a long time compared to just watching YouTube video and recreating what they're explaining in the video. The one one difference between my situation though and this guy's is that arguably Buck owns this footage from Omegle. This guy is using some of Buck's footage. So I think if this went to court, for that reason alone, Buck would probably win. But I doubt, doubt he's going to take this to court, right? Buck in his video talks about how he's surprised that the back end of YouTube doesn't pick it up so that he can immediately copyright strike it or immediately content ID it and, and get the revenue. But as I've talked about before, if the, you change the footage even slightly, it's unlikely to be picked up by any of the content um, identification systems on YouTube. So that this guy is replacing Buck with himself, that's enough to make it so these systems will never pick that up. It would be interesting though, if this guy didn't use any of Buck's footage and Buck took him to court for recreating his joke, would Buck still have a case? Would he win? Is joke stealing in comedy a thing? I don't know enough about the law to say whether that's true. Like you'd assume so, right? Like surely there would be laws against just recreating a person's creative work without any other change than that you've just recreated the footage. Yeah, I would think there's plagiarism. And I don't think it would be made better if there was credit. As I often say, credit means dick nothing in this world of content aggregation. It doesn't change the dynamic. Original person had to spend all the time and effort to actually make it. And that the person swooping in and aggregating everyone else's work is obviously in a, a better position, even if they type a person's name in a description. You see, ultimately, shitty situation. And I was surprised in the way that he spoke in this video that he wasn't aware that this, that this was happening. This happens everywhere to basically anything. There's so much money in social media that anyone with a, a lack of ethics will take any means that they can to avoid any of the creative process to get out as much content as possible. Like if you have no interest in being creative and you just wanna make as much content as possible, stealing is the way to do it. The odds of you getting struck down is very unlikely, especially if you reach that level of success that you can delude people into thinking that you stealing their stuff is actually a benefit to them. It just sucks. That is the nature of this industry. To be clear, I feel like I have to say this every time. I do think there are legitimate ways to use other people's content to make things new, innovative, 
what have you. Usually you can assess whether I would think it's a good use of someone else's content based on how much work the new creator is putting in when they're making their new thing and how much of what that new thing could be considered a marker substitute for the original. Obviously, this person could have seen Buck's content and innovated on it in some way and, and changed it and, and made it something new, even potentially still using some of Buck's footage. But that's not what this is here. It's just a carbon copy to steal a joke. And that's gross. My ideal world is not one where those who are the most adept at stealing are the most successful. And social media is quickly turning into that. Game keys are a shady business. So I stumbled across this little video called Where Do Game Key Sites Get Their Keys? From an account called Karma. has 800,000 views. They are a fairly small creator, and this video seems to have popped off far more than all the rest of their videos. Like, the one previous has not even a thousand views, the one after it has 2,000 views, but this one, 800,000. So the algorithm has just been like, this video is fire, and giving it to everyone. Give it to me too. I'm not going to show you the entire video, obviously. It is talking about, as it says here, where do game key sites get their keys? But there's one thing in it that was of interest to me, because it showed the other side of the game influencer dynamic where in a previous video, I was talking about how game publishers are always sending me their keys. I'm getting on lists that I don't really understand how I'm getting on those lists. And they're just like, here's a key, here's a key, take a key, email back if you want a key. I, I get like a dozen of these emails every day. And we were talking about how seemingly sometimes influencers would take advantage of game developers to get free keys. Like they will say, oh yeah, I'll take a free key. They take a key and go, oh, by the way, I'll only cover your game if you pay me money. We talked about that before and, and that seemed kind of a bit shady. But this was something I had not seen before. This dude, because he released a game on Steam, was able to show emails that he would get from people asking for keys. And he seemed to believe that a lot of these were just people trying to get keys to sell. They just mass send emails to game developers being like, give me a key, give me a key, give me a key, give me a key. Even if they are only successful, one in every hundred emails or something, it's like 20 bucks. It's just free money that they can shove up onto some key reselling site. Uh, here, I post daily vids on YouTube and daily streams on Twitch. I try to play all types of indie games and find hidden gems in gaming industry. And your game caught my attention. So here I am asking a key so I can play Meteorites 3D. Here we have one from Cool Gamer. I'm and working as both content creator and VFX artist, I started streaming two years ago, but managed to get 36k followers and average 200 to 300 subs per month. Love FPS shooting, but I play everything that I find interesting. Do you mind if I ask for a Steam copy so I can play Meteorites 3D? Well, I mean, with a name like Cool Gamer, how can I decline? So there's a few more of these, obviously. I've never seen things like this. And I'm, I'm hearing them and they, those emails don't sound real. They do sound fake. Rice? I want to find an obvious fake sponsorship email. Ballcassetti1973 at brandingnetworkhub.com. Hey, I am Lucy from Woto Kohl, a company dedicated to internet KOLPR. We have a project. It's called Affa World. Create story. Here is link. Deliverable five, eight minute dedicated video. Timeline 15th to 31th December deck. Please let us know your rate and we can work together. Thanks, Lucy. So you can see like the similarity there in kind of the fakeness of the emails. Like I get spammed these. So I guess these scammers are just sending the game developers the fake emails and the influencers fake emails just to hope they can get anything from anyone. Yeah, just interesting. I don't know if you find that interesting too, but feel free to go watch this video. Where do game key sites get their keys? It's a good video. I hope the creator can find additional success. Should Rockstar start a different franchise outside of Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto? 
So TG had a hot take on Twitter that I want to talk about. Hot take, I want a new franchise from Rockstar after GTA 6. They can't rotate between GTA and Red Dead forever. Rockstar has a present day franchise, GTA, and historic franchise, Red Dead Redemption. What's missing? If Rockstar made a futuristic sci-fi franchise, they blow the competition out of the water, just saying. I don't know if I really agree. Like they can hypothetically do goddamn anything with GTA and Red Dead. They could even make a futuristic GTA. It just seems as though that those brands are just so versatile that they can make them whatever they really want to. I don't think that they're creatively constrained. I don't think if they made a futuristic GTA game and changed the label of it to something else that it would make the game better. If anything, it would just make it potentially so worse. Like I'm interested in them innovating and doing new things in the next game that they release. And I don't really care what they call it. If they made a futuristic sci-fi version of GTA, I'd be like, yeah, great, cool. I don't think they'd blow everyone out of the water though. I mean, Cyberpunk was apparently pretty amazing in that space, so. Yeah, honestly, I'm not fussed whether they make another Red Dead or another GTA, or if they just keep doing that forever, you know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, is something that they say. Don't underestimate my headphones. So Linus Tech Tips released a video where they go over viewer submitted setups, as in like they, they roast people's, you know, monitor setup and their desk and all that jazz. You could call this sort of like reaction content of a kind, but stuff that I think is entirely acceptable because you're not, you know, ripping off people's creative works. You're taking submissions of images of people's rooms. These are not things that people have worked so hard to pull up on the internet in the hopes of generating profit to sustain their own lives. It's just pictures of things in the same way that I read stuff on Twitter because just people's words that they've hammered out, whatever. This is very similar to that, in my view. But that's not what I, why I'm covering it. I'm just saying that I have no problem with this kind of content. And many people have done this before, roasting people's PC setups or gaming setups or whatever. And uh, Linus has just started following in that trend. But one interesting thing happened in this video, five minutes and 10 seconds in. Yeah, new keyboard with the cable. Cool keyboard. Could be straightened. Couldn't be bothered to uh, organize yeah. that. Those are some weak headphones. Wait, we've had all stereo monitors. Weak headphones. Weak headphones. How dare he? The legendary Koss. Koss, everyone sent me that clip. Obviously, I use the black version these days, but they're even in the audio file section. Audio file headphones. They're legendary. And I've used this headset now for, what, 2014 or something. I, I can't remember the exact year. We, we found out when I did the retrospective on my old Reddit. Dude, you gotta upgrade from a $20 headphones. The quality of the sound, come on. The quality is like $100 headphones. There's a reason why I've had these for like potentially nine years. They're amazing. These are the same ones as what he has in here. As I say, they're just black. That's the only difference. The only problem with them is that the cable sucks. I need one of those like threaded cables, you know? I've been using these headphones for over 8,000 hours. No, I'm, I've definitely used them for more than 8,000 hours. I've used these headphones for more time than I have in Adobe Premiere and GTA 5 combined. Weak ass headphones. To be fair though, I guess they are technically weak because I've gone through like probably like 15 pairs of Hank over the nine years. So, but as I always say, I like them because they're open ear, open back, have no headbands, a lightweight, and the sound quality is quite good. I do imagine though, if I found myself like a thousand dollar headset, 
that I probably use that on occasion to listen to music or something. Like I use these as my other form of listening headset, but because it's bone conducing, even though these cost like hundreds of dollars, whatever, it doesn't have the same sort of sound quality you can get from like thousand dollar audio file headphones that just like clamp to your head, screw in and and like in like remove all sounds except the music you're listening to, you know? What the fuck is that? Dude, what do you what do you mean? I we've talked about these before. Bone conducing headsets are amazing because they're perfectly waterproof. Whenever I'm not live, I have these on at all times. So I get up out of my chair. And the first thing I do is I reach my hand over to my ear and press the button. And then it starts my audiobook. In the time that it takes for me to walk from my PC to the bathroom, take a piss and come back, I've listened to, listened to like three minutes of my audiobook. And then I get back to work. I want to go take a shower, stand up, turn on my book, have a shower, sit in bed. And then I turn off my audiobook and start watching TV. Like you guys are walking around between things, doing nothing, or having showers, doing nothing but having a shower. I'm listening to audiobooks during that time. That's uh, that's why I love these things. Rain, hail, sleet, snow, sweat, nuke, it'll survive. Not all of them are perfectly waterproof. Most of them are water resistant, but bone conducing headsets are the most waterproof of any headset. What are they called? I see if I can look them up. I can tell you the exact ones that I have. Shox Open Run. IP67 waterproof, not for swimming. But like you can never have wireless headphones that connect to your phone that you can swim with because when you go underwater, the frequencies or whatever can't get through the water to give you sound quality. I think there are like in-ear things that you can listen to underwater. I've never tried them myself, but like you have to have the music like on the devices themselves and surely they would just get destroyed. Why am I using a runner's headphones in my house? Because I have showers like people who run. I have a lot of showers. I've had two to three showers every single day for like my entire life. If I could right now just be covered in water, I would be. Oh, I wear them because I'm a speed runner, of course. I gifted a pair of those to my mom and she loves wearing them whilst riding motorcycles because they fit in her helmet. Pretty good headphones. Yeah, because uh, keep in mind, these don't go in your ears. See, they go like on the side and a little bit behind. So you can also wear them like when you're driving or whatever, if you if you really want to, because you can, your ears are still completely clear to uh, to hear normal sounds. Obviously these don't insulate you from sounds around you. So they wouldn't be good for every circumstance you would find yourself in. If you want noise canceling, this is not what you need, but um, they're very interesting. My new capture card has massively improved my streams. So I made a major change to my stream. I bought myself a Blackmagic Deck Link Quad HDMI recorder capture card. Well, this says $800, right? I, th I think that's Australian dollars. So it's probably well, cheaper in your currencies, depending upon where you are. So this has four ports that are 4K 60 FPS. I've been using Elgato for the longest time and Elgato does not have a capture card that does multiple ports 4K 60 FPS. And I kept having problems with El Elgato capture cards. I didn't realize this was the case. I'd be trying to capture my much higher quality camera in their multi-port capture card, being like, why is this not working sometimes? Or why is it lower quality than it should be? And that's the reason. They don't, they don't have 4K 60 FPS multi-port. They have one capture card that's internal that does 4K 60 FPS. They have no external capture cards that do 4K 60 FPS. And so this is like the only one on the market where you can do above 1080p for multiple ports, es especially because I only have one PCIe or PCIe or whatever port on my motherboard that I can reach because my 4090 covers the other one. So what I've always wanted is one of these. I just didn't know it existed so that I can have my DSLR plugged in at all times, my PlayStation 5 plugged in at all times, my 
Nintendo Switch plugged in at all times, my Xbox Series X plugged in at all times. Now that I have that, I can potentially play more console games quicker now. Like if I want to just play Mario Party, I can do that. And that's why I've always wanted something like this to always be plugged in so I can switch immediately. I can switch my Xbox in and start playing Xbox. So you might see more console games for me, possibly. So basically, huge upgrade. It's annoying to have another spinning fan in my PC, like it's even louder now, but this is the first major upgrade. The cam should be potentially a bit higher quality. Like when I was using the one capture card that Elgato has that does 4K 60 FPS, it sometimes wouldn't turn on and it would suck. Like it, it, I have to turn off my camera on and on, on and off, on and off, on and off, and then eventually register. This registers every single time immediately. It is so much better. Like this, as I say, this may look expensive, but a single port 4K 60 FPS capture card from Elgato is like 250 to $300. It is $400. So I'd have two Elgato capture cards for 4K 60fps that I can't even fit in my PC and I pay even more money or I can just have this and get four and actually fit it in my PC. I don't know why I didn't get this sooner. So much better. Is this sponsored? No. I'm just that happy with the products. You will find in my rambles, I will just talk about products that I think are really good because I'm like, someone else may have this problem as well and this can solve for you too. One of my viewers helped me get an Elgato teleprompter. So Elgato has come out with a teleprompter. Looks like this. The main thing that kind of makes it different from other teleprompters is it has its own dedicated screen that you can plug it into your PC and use it as a separate monitor. So you don't have to bugger eyes around with like separate iPads and stuff. So for those who don't know what a teleprompter is, it's a thing where you put a camera here and it sees through here, but not exactly through here, like the hole's bigger, like this, this is open up more. And there's a piece of glass here and like some screen here. And whatever's here gets reflected on glass here, but it's not seen by the camera on the back. So I'm looking at the camera. I can see what's reflected in this glass, but you can't. So this is what, you know, people in the news and, and I guess YouTubers who read scripted content, this is what they read it from. So they can look in the camera and read stuff rather than doing what I do a lot of the time, which is just try to remember what I need to say from the script and look into the camera. It takes me like 50 takes. Seeing this has made me want to get a teleprompter and forget about the bad experience that I had trying to get a teleprompter like five years ago or something. It, it didn't go well, and so I've just kind of stayed away from them. So I wanted to get this Elgato teleprompter, but it sold out goddamn everywhere. I doubt they made many because a teleprompter is a very like niche product. Not many people need them. I guess it's just like YouTubers would need something like this. Any actual organization would want a much bigger teleprompter because they'd probably be much further away from the, ca the camera. And so what I ended up doing was looking everywhere. Couldn't find one, but I asked my audience if any of them had this teleprompter available in their countries. I got like a lot of DMs from like Germany and uh, Sweden, I think was the other one. A lot of the same places too. Many people not realizing that like, let's say like this comes in in nine to 12 weeks or something, which is still earlier than it comes into my country. Like in my country, I think I can't get one until like February of 2024. Like it's that far away. I'm not above waiting, you know, a couple of weeks to get something, but this is like months down the line if I, I try and get it in my country. And so one dude was like, oh yeah, I can get it for you from, I, I think it was the Sweden one. So I sent him the money and then he said he felt weird about it, taking money from me. Like, is, is this something? I don't know if he thought it was a scam or something. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm a successful YouTube man. I got like a million plus subscribers, man. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm not trying to get something. For, like, I'm, 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 what, what do you think I'm trying to do to you? Kind of thing. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get me the teleprompter. Like, as is often the case with websites, they'll say, oh, we have it in stock. Don't worry, bruh. Then you give them the money. They're like, actually, <laughs> it's coming in in like uh, 10 years. Don't worry about it. I just let him keep the money though, because it was just a pain in the ass and he didn't seem to be doing well financially. But he was like really adamant that he wanted to give me the money back, which it shows he's a good, good 
person, right? And if, the more he wanted to give me the money back, the more I was like, just keep it. You tried to help me out and then it failed. Don't put yourself to any strains, to any, any, any issue trying to send me back this money. I think in the end he couldn't send it back to me or there was massive delays. And so he's like, okay, I guess I'll keep it. But like, good, you keep the money, you, you'd be a little bit better off. He would definitely get more value in his life with that money than I would at, at this point, right? But another person ended up helping me out who is from South Korea. They're getting me the teleprompter. They've already purchased it and they're sending it to me now. So that's good. I'm going to be able to finally have this and hopefully it will enable me to read the two scripts that I need to read into a camera because I've been trying to do it and I've been failing miserably. But in the meantime, though, I have bought myself a teleprompter. Not this one, just a worse one. It, it's, it's like way too big. The, the, I already had this tablet downstairs. It's got my old A7 III camera attached to it. I don't really have a good place to sit to use it. But it's a huge pain getting like documents on it and stuff. And again, it's why the, the extra screen from the Elgato teleprompter is likely going to be really useful because it's going to directly plug into my PC. So I'll see what happens with that. I bought an Elgato foot pedal. I recently bought myself a foot pedal from Elgato. At the time, I thought it was somewhat an exorbitant purchase or whatever, like I didn't really need it. I thought there might be some potential uses for it, but already since having it, I've used it for multiple different things. Because I have Stream Deck as well, all I'm doing is just whatever for that particular day that I'm doing, I I'm just doing this. Maybe I could have a button to change profiles as well, depending on what I'm doing, but regardless, just having a handful of buttons with my foot is pretty cool. So Reddit Recap is actually just the sc screen we're on now. So like full screen, this screen. So while doing rambles, Rather than reaching over, I'm just moving my foot. I like it. I think I need to set myself up so I can see a preview of myself on this screen as well. I'm going to do that from now on, actually. Because you can see, if you've ever watched me do rambles, I'll occasionally look over and be like this, just to make sure that it's changed screen. But while having this preview here, now I can just do this. That's good. Okay. That is a, that, remind me to do that next time. This is a reminder that it's now time for you to like and subscribe. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.